Has anyone here ever played hide and seek? Maybe in your younger days, maybe last week. As a kid, it was my least favorite game. I was always worried that people would get tired of looking, or the ice cream truck would come by and they'd run off and forget me. I would wither away in that hiding place, I was sure, waiting forever. Usually, I would emerge way before the end, like a tiny little hostage, ready to be reclaimed. And did you ever play sardines? Often a favorite of church youth groups. It's a better version of hide-and-seek, where people pile in with the designated person as soon as they're found. Everybody squeezed together in the tiniest possible place. You're still waiting in the dark, and this time you have people with you. As we start the school year again, as the summer winds up and the fall kicks off, as work resumes the more typical schedule, as our programs begin again, we can hear God playing hide-and-seek with us in the words of the psalm. And God is a faithful player, never giving up, never leaving you hiding in your closet alone. You can try to hide, God says, and I'll still come for you. God is the friend, the presence, the power that never gives up looking. And so in the middle of our new routines, in the middle of new schedules, new classes, new jobs, new stresses, God is the constant. God is the friend that finds you when you're crying in the bathroom. God is the friend who invites you to play when no one else will. God is the friend who talks you through what you'll say in a difficult meeting. God is the friend sitting next to you for a hard test or a hard conversation or a trip to the principal's office. And in this psalm, the word know is used over and over and over again. In the original Hebrew, it has a wide range of meanings, everything from recognition to intimate knowledge. Some form of this word shows up 60 times in the 150 psalms, showing how deeply God wants to know us as creatures of the divine image. God knows us. And God goes even beyond that to seek us out. I learned this one summer at the edge of the earth. A few years ago, at the time of my brother David's death, my sister-in-law thought hard about where the memorial gift should go and finally chose a place called La Jugareta in Mexico. It's an organization very tiny at the time that pours all of their energy and time into kids. In that world, parents are so poor, they spend all of their time and energy making a living, with no time to play. One father told us that kids grow up seeing two things, people working and people fighting. Maria, the founder, told us that play is not just about fun. It teaches skills and cooperation. It teaches joy and connection. It teaches about friendship. Play is the way that we know each other and come to know ourselves. So two summers later, my sister-in-law invited me, my brother Stephen, to travel with her and my nephew to see where the money was going and to meet some of the people. 
We rented a house and spent some time traveling around village to village, playing hide-and-seek and tag and kickball, playing with kids in empty streets, and playing board games in their tiny office. On different days of the week, they travel around to all kinds of small villages to find kids and to play with them. One day, we drove up twisting rural roads to a place that seemed at the top of a mountain, up and up and up and up until we reached this village where kids were gathered in the shell of a building, three concrete sides, the rest open air. Mist hung in the air, and the street seemed to end just feet beyond us. We played for a while. People made dinner, heaping our plates with rice and chicken. And then a tiny little boy carried out a huge flat package wrapped in tissue paper. And then I saw what God was up to. Under the tissue paper, I could see a picture of my brother. And something in me broke open. It was raining outside, and I put on my sunglasses so none of the kids would see me cry. And as I looked at the familiar picture of my brother under the tissue paper, the words of this psalm came to mind. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in death, you are there. If I settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall find me. After dinner, Maria, the energetic founder of this organization, stood up and talked about how they use tiny little bits of money to make a big difference. The tissue paper came off, and there was a black stone plaque with David's name on it and the picture that we had been using for his funeral program. I had been so mad at God, so angry that God didn't do more to keep my brother alive. And somehow God had been holding him all along. The picture and the plaque hang there in that tiny little town. And sometimes my mind travels back and I see where the street seems to end, where the earth seems to come to an end, how the world falls away at the end of the mountain. The plaque must be dusty by now. And still my brother is watching over kids playing. Children a whole world away look at that plaque and know that people in other places care about them. My brother's goodness lives on in bits and pieces as the toys come out, as the van comes to town, as adults come to play with them. The God who sees to the end of the earth is watching over them, over my brother, over all of us. This fall, as we begin again, we remember that the grace of God follows us to school and to work, to the ends of the earth and the farthest corners of our lives, into our secrets and our sorrows and our joys, into illness and worry and death, through stress and sorrow, in change and steadiness, God is not playing hide-and-seek, leaving us alone while God intends to some other business, 
God is playing sardines, climbing in with us, huddling in the dark with us, waiting to be found together. Even in the darkness, there is nothing to fear because the darkness is not dark to God. With thanks for the unending grace of our loving God. Amen.